Guys, it's that time again. Welcome to another episode of Content Caffeine. My name is Kaya Ismail. This week, I was joined by Pedro Goes. I really hope I'm saying his name correctly. Pedro, if I'm not, I've mispronounced your second name. Forgive me. Pedro is a CEO of InEvent. And InEvent is an event marketing, event planning, event management software, among other things. And they're working with some pretty big clients. They've got some pretty big clients, billion dollar companies. We're talking Coca-Cola. We're talking Embraer, which is a Brazilian aerospace aerospace company. Sorry. And you know what? They're using the same kind of content marketing strategy that you're using, or you've been you have been told to use, but are not using at the moment. We're talking blog posts, simple, straightforward, niche, uh, actionable, and uh, instruction-based content, how-to's, that kind of thing. We're talking video content, showing off case studies, video content showing off their products. Uh, video content showing off their case studies and we're talking Instagram too we're talking Instagram stories you know casual stuff talking about relevant relevant things that are happening in the market and we're talking about how Pedro even himself jumps on LinkedIn his LinkedIn profile and he does quick selfie videos okay These, this is the kind of content that is helping in event land companies like Coca-Cola and Embraer nothing fancy it's the kind of stuff that people are telling you to do but you're probably not doing it because you feel like it's beneath your company or it's beneath your clients, your target market. You don't think they're going to respond to that kind of content. But guess what? They are. I'm going to let Pedro do the talking. Jump in. Enjoy. I enjoyed it. I'm sure you will too. And I'll see you guys again very soon. So, Pedro, what is your favorite coffee? If we were at a coffee shop right now, where would it be? What would I order you? It's actually funny because I don't drink coffee like most of the time. <laughs> Um, I would say that myself, I would like drink sparkling water. It, it creates like the same effect for me of like being, you know, like starting my day and uh, and I don't know why, but it's just, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I have to start asking people about their coffee preferences before because people are not allowed on the show unless they drink coffee. I'm kidding, obviously. Um, yeah. Sparkling water, fair enough. I, 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 I prefer just like normal water, but... You know, I think you should. I think you should try coffee. You should really. I think it will change change your world. But let's uh, let's get into what we're talking about today, which is um, well, event marketing. Really, we talk about events mm. and how they can, um, you know, be a source of content as well as being like a a, a place to to brand your company and to engage with your customers. Mm. But um, t- talk to me a little bit about your, what your company does and and how you help uh, you know companies achieve achieve their goals for events. Yeah, actually, before talking about in event, I wanted to 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 outlay the event marketer today because that's something very important to understand how the world is shifting uh, towards a new landscape. Um, so, most people like think uh, when they think let's, let's build something for events, they they think more about events first and then about the companies that are running these events, right? So, we wanted to build something that was able to supply the enterprise needs so the companies will get to understand their needs first and then events will be part of this ecosystem what that means is that sometimes um, we are working with these big companies that have multiple customers on multiple events around the year and our goal is really to come to them and say look you now have a software that's integrated with your other CRMs and we are able to run events like meetups uh, financial conferences uh, pharmaceutical uh, gatherings, trips, all integrated inside the same system that you already have for marketing inside your company. It's not like you're going to create a new event completely separate from your business goals. Or even if you have customers, so if you have an agency, uh, you run an agency, 
Even like that, you also want to create one single environment and pull all your customers in a single platform and, and personalize each experience for them. But in the end, we're talking about a software that's going to be used for all the year recurrently. So it's a SaaS business, uh, which means you have to pay a monthly fee to use it. And in the end, you have all your customers, all your events, all your organization or your employees in a single place and able to run events for specifically each one of them. Um, with this vision, an event is able to provide the software that supplies all the needs to create an event itself. So as soon as it is integrated, as soon as it has all the personalization around your brand. So if you go to a website, you're going to see uh, your colors, you're going to see your logo, you're going to see your experience. There you have all the possibilities of creating a website, creating a registration form, running badge printing operations on site at the event, also sending, integrating new opportunities that come from Salesforce or Marketo, driving that to your business on the day of the event and then exporting them out of your system so you know that they have enjoyed an experience there, personalized, and then they are part of continuous uh, interaction with salespeople. Uh, and we also have hospitality technology, so you're able to book um, like uh, book the, the flights or where people are going to sleep throughout in a trip, for instance. Also understand uh, which hotels are going, they're going to stay in and also integrate that with the ability to have a mobile app. A mobile app is going to be the on-site experience for people to track all the agenda, all the activities, all the sessions they are going to be able to run on the day of the event. So it's an all-in-one event uh, platform which is really nice for big companies running these events on spreadsheets today. That's the biggest problem that they have because today platforms doesn't really provide the level of uh, customization that's necessary for, for them. So they use sometimes we go into these big companies and they're using spreadsheets. So that's why it's important that we work with the enterprise yeah. level to solve this. Okay, interesting. I mean, I know you guys got a few case studies about, you know, companies, large companies who are who are making... Uh, what you just said, you know, into reality and, and taking the theory and, and actually uh, having these events. So can you talk to me a little bit about um, the aerospace company? Uh, is it Embraer? I'm maybe not be pronouncing that correctly, but uh, talk to me about them and how they've used an event. Yeah, so um, this is a big corporation, and the one that's um, one of actually the best uh, places to work in the world. Uh, they're a really proud company founded in Brazil 50 years ago. And uh, this is a company that they sell one of the best aircraft in the world, uh, usually medium range. So it means that uh, it's not like those big airplanes like uh, the A380, which has like a thousand seats. But those are usually medium airplanes that have usually 80 to 100 uh, seats uh, in the medium range because they believe really in the ability to you to connect as uh, hubs that are much, much closer. So you're not talking about traveling people from London to Australia. You're talking about traveling people inside Africa or from across multiple countries, in multiple states in Brazil or traveling locally in the US or even in Europe is very frequent when you have those countries that are not like the most popular ones, um, like in, in, travel, in travel volume. So we're connecting them. And they are able to use our software to run those conferences for, for people that are, are manufacturers and they need to buy airplanes. So they need to be able to do this privately. Um, 
OCM platform that's unique to them with their own personalized experience and create that experience for their VIP guests. So VIP guests. So that's a goal in the end to create something very personalized for them in a very premium environment. Awesome. So obviously, Inevent is a a software, right? You help your software helps uh, these large companies, you know, host their events and you know manage the events and everything. Uh, that goes along with that. So our audience, my listeners, are going to be interested in how InEvent itself uh, markets itself. So how do you guys use content marketing to get the message out there, engage with these uh, large large corporations that you work with, uh, like Embraer and other large large companies? Uh, you, you mentioned to me offline that you know your marketing team knows by heart who your customers are and what their needs are. How do you go about you know instilling that education? Uh, into every person in the team, every piece of every person in the marketing team, how do you keep them on, you know, their finger on the pulse? How do you make sure they know exactly what's happening? Do you have weekly meetings with the client, fortnightly meetings with the client? Um, you know, how is that done? Yeah, so this one very interesting question because our customers are really uh, this enterprise, very clever, very intelligent people. Uh, they, they they have a lot of knowledge and a lot of a lot of things in the world. So we need to surprise them with content that's very highly differentiated. And that's something that it took a lot of time for us to learn. Because in the beginning, we were writing these blog posts about um, like simple things, like creating how, how to do a coffee break, how to, like how, how to do an on-site check-in. So really simple things that there are a lot of content already out there explaining to do such things. And it took a lot for us to really grow our inbound marketing strategy because content for us was needed to be highly differentiated. So um, since last year, we started to do interviews with people that are key in the industry to really get insights from them of really advanced things that was really a learning process even for us that we had running for events for like the next last five years. We were, running a, we were learning a lot from them because they had this ability to supply things which were really insightful throughout these interviews. So today we have a newsletter, a weekly newsletter that goes out. We have them in multiple languages, some in Portuguese, some in Spanish, some in English, and we'll even add more, adding more in the near future with the goal uh, of interviewing people locally. So when we are, let's say, uh, in Europe, we are trying to interview people that, stay, that have experience with events in Europe, that have experience with uh, companies in Europe, the same thing applies to Latin America, the same thing applies to the US. And our goal with this is to really be local and provide key insights into, into things that are really specific to this to this country. And that's really valuable for our users today. They see and say, oh, that's, that's really insightful because that's highly differentiated content. And even though we don't have much because it takes a while to produce such kind of content, when we do have, it makes a really impactful and, and, and differentiated experience for who, who reads our new, newsletter, yeah. Awesome, yeah, I think interviewing industry experts is a really underutilized approach that not, enough, not, not many software vendors are doing, right? And th there's such an abundance of experts and thought leaders and journalists and all sorts of people who are in the software space and in whichever specific niche that, you know, your company happens to be in or this company happens to be in. There's so many people there who are, who are talking and a good way to get content is just to talk to them, right? Sometimes you don't have to sit around a table and think about what blog post can we write today. You know, what, although how-to how -to content is great, as you just mentioned as well, you've got some how-to content, how to do uh, online check-ins and this and that. That's great. 
But sometimes just, you know, going talking to another expert, you don't have to be in your company, somebody who you've seen on LinkedIn, who is talking a lot about your specific industry, just get them on a podcast like this or ask them some questions over email. And suddenly you've got a lot of content there that you can work with. So um, it's interesting to, to see that you guys are, are, are having pro, um, seeing some good progress on on that front. Other, other learning that we got from that in that is never to sell to people when mm-hmm. producing content. So yep. if you are like you you too like you you work for a company you have a software there, but uh, it's the same thing for us for multiple companies in the world. Like when they're trying to produce content, uh, don't hard sell your product saying look. So why it's using my product important for you, like your strategy? The guy sometimes doesn't even know who you are, like your product. Yeah. So just try to get like real insights from them, and that's going to revert in the future in business. But like, don't try to mix both in an interview. I think I think that's a very also a very knowledgeable insight that we got from experience. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you guys have worked with some some very large companies. We mentioned um, Embraer. Coca-Cola, uh, these kind of companies, are, you know, some people imagine them as what they are, some of the largest corporations in the world. Um, when it comes to writing sort of how-to content that you mentioned earlier, and this kind of, you know, these like little tips and tricks, a lot of a lot of marketers think, you know, it's my it's my massive client, the, the massive client I'm trying to hook on to, to get them on as a client, uh, the potential client that is, are they really going to go for this sort of, you know, how-to content? They, they sometimes imagine the, the, the potential client as being a very high knowledgeable, you know, they don't want to hear about, you know, how to stuff. They want to hear about, you know, these little tips and tricks because they assume they know all of that. But have you seen, you know, your these 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 corporations that you're managing to work with, do they do they visit this content? Do they do they benefit from this content? Yeah, actually we 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 had customers, that's actually a crazy story. We had customers like big corporations, uh, one of the most influential groups in Spain actually. Um they found us on the on the on a blog post that we were talking about how educational purposes can influence and influence people, and they found us. They requested a demo, and I think they closed the deal in like three days. It was really oh, wow. quick, uh, based on this content. So there, the people at these companies they are searching for new information. They are searching for new content. What you need to do is really to be really tailored to them. Like, don't write a blog post about. Everything that you need to do to create a successful event. I mean, a lot of companies already write about this. So write something more specific, like how do you create a, a top-of-mind uh, educational event for schools in Spain? You know, mm-hmm. um, And that's going to be very specific. So whoever is on the target market is going to be really drawn to hear about your offer, real more, hear more about your product, because it's really specific to them. Um, and... How do you scale that? You have you have write a lot of content in a lot of different ways, and you see your target markets and you grow that. But don't try to be generic; just be very specific. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm also looking at your your YouTube YouTube channel. Uh, video seems to be playing, you know, a relatively decent role in your content strategy. You've got some very short form content here, very long form content. You've got interviews on here. Uh, what's the role of video in your content strategy? Is that something else that you know you use to uh, educate clients about uh, holding events and that kind of thing, or how else do you use it? Yeah, for video usually we we do for product demonstrations. Currently, we believe that it's a way to really show the product very quickly and say, "Look, you wanted that. Here's how the software works. Does it work for you?" 
And a video, a 60-second video is really good into showing that, to show uh, how to connect with the customers, etc. We don't do a lot of uh, record video today other than customer testimonials. Most of the times interviews are written by text because uh, we take advantage of SEO most of the times. But we could have a video version in the future. I think that's something that we can expand as we're learning because the interview process we started just six months ago and we have learned so much from them that we believe that the higher the quality, the higher the content and differentiated it is, we are more going to use video because it needs to be high-end. So yeah. my experience is that if you create video that's just like you recording, there, there is no audio background, there is no audio counseling or anything like this, um, and you want to do video, usually the experience for whoever is listening usually degrades the experience and not like upgrades it. So. Yeah. If you ever do video, my belief is that just create this high-end production and spend a few thousand dollars, but make it right. You know? Fair enough. Interesting. I mean, you know, I would, I would, I would even give um, the absolute opposite advice. Actually, not that your advice is wrong. I think your advice there is there's room for it, but I'd also encourage you know uh, software vendors. Maybe not when it comes to presenting their their products or their clients. Definitely not. Then you definitely do need a good setup and a, a couple of thousand dollars spent on. You know the video itself but when it comes to just producing con video content for you know linkedin potentially instagram twitter even just to sort of for brand awareness purposes not necessarily for showing off the the the, the, uh, the platform or the client but for brand awareness uh, purposes i'd always i always you know recommend to our clients don't be afraid to just you know do a selfie video and, and you know get the ceo in front of the camera and get him talking about the latest you know, the latest issues you know um whatever whatever's happening in the industry right now whether it's new technological advancement or you know if there's some sort of controversy with a particular uh, platform it's being hacked or whatever it whatever it may be you know get in front of the camera get one mm. of your executives in front of the camera just to talk about it and get the uh, get the content out there that in that sense what's your take on that kind of content where it's yeah. like you know uh just a selfie video instead of like a massive two thousand dollar you know investment that's that's a good question uh, i think i was not clear uh, previously um what I think like high-end is really when you're going to publish this on the home page of a website and uh, yeah, it's going to be like viewed by everyone so I think that yeah. should be high-end uh, now if it's going to be like something that's very um, like it's happening right now it's just going to happen for two three days is a new news that just broke up then you should of course make video we, I do that on my LinkedIn profile for instance I publish yeah. that like on my LinkedIn not on the, on the in events uh, corporate profile and usually gets a lot of um, likes. I think that we get like 100 likes for each publication. So it's really good that you do that very quickly. So don't lose a lot of time like creating this highly in a like video for your LinkedIn profile. You know? And just do a yeah. selfie, yeah? Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, LinkedIn, you mentioned your, your video content does well on LinkedIn, and that doesn't surprise me because LinkedIn's algorithm, it loves video, you know? And a, and a great way to get video out there uh, is just, again, the selfie video do something, record something that's uh, that's interesting to your audience and put it out there and don't right. think about it too much. That's that's my advice. One, you mentioned one, one yeah, thing that is really interesting from what you said, we're talking about LinkedIn and Instagram. Those are the social networks that we use. Mm -hmm. um, we actually stopped using Facebook, the like facebook.com itself. Okay. Because uh, the content reach was not so uh, intense anymore and we saw that engagement was really low. So yeah. Instagram is really good. 
uh, today. So it is. It is for today. To... I'm not sure how it's going to hold up in the next six months to twelve months, but for today, it's definitely the, the the reach is definitely there. Uh, especially when you compare it to Facebook. What's your Instagram strategy like? What do you guys usually post on, on Instagram? Is it mainly uh, images or is it stories or a mixture of both? Yeah, we, we, we publish a lot of stories. Uh, things are happening today. So we have this certification program that we just started. So when people go through the platform, then they use it and they, they are become experts. That's what we call them. And they receive a, a real frame, like wood and made and we deliver them today like in person or by mail. Um, and one thing that we are doing is that we go them and we, we do this ceremony like a celebration and we take photos with them so we, we publish a lot of content on our stories about that and okay. similar things you know like to promote our partners and promote people that are around us yeah I mean you know I, I just want to make the point that you know this is coming from a company who's working with uh, you know let's face it billion dollar companies like Coca-Cola and Embraer as well um, and you know, when I, when I, when I suggest some, these uh, strategies sometimes to clients, you know, Instagram stories, you know, just get get a phone out in the office and do something and and and, and show some personality, you know, this works. This stuff works, and this stuff helps you to engage, you know, the largest companies out there, yeah. right? I mean, I think there there is there there does seem to be an issue in the software space where you know how can I describe it? They're almost a little bit too scared to to step out of line, right? They just think that their clients are very stiff upper lip. And you need to be extremely professional with them, and you do. But there, there does need to be a bit of personality now. There needs to be a bit of flexibility in the way you 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 bring yourself bring yourself across. What do you think? Yeah, just be very clear uh, about what's your target audience and understand on their side what they want to listen. Um, one thing that we uh, that, 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 that in my experience we learned is that sometimes. We hear the customer and the customer tells me something and we should believe that as 100% faith uh, in this. Mm -hmm. And I thought that sometimes the customer is wrong and you need to help them, guide them through the process and say, really, there are a lot of insightful things there that you have said, but there are some things that are wrong and we can do it better. And here are you go, how you're going to do that. And don't yeah. be like, do that respectfully, do that with uh, professional, you know, professionally and everything, but don't just take the word of the customer and think that they are mm -hmm. like 100% yeah. right because sometimes you're not going to help them innovate if you are limited by your ability to tell things that are true for, for them. And yeah, so if, if you have to use your personality and you have to post content and sometimes disagree with the customer, but with the right um, direction, you're going to do right for them. Yeah, that's that's so interesting you said that, that you know, you're not going to help the your clients or potential clients innovate if you, if you take that very, you know, linear and traditional approach to, to putting yourself out there. You know, if you're doing something different to what your competitors are doing, you shouldn't see yourself as like a, you know, the, the odd one out. You just see yourself as the innovator. And that's how you're going to stand out from the crowd. That's why that large company or corporation just may choose you just because, you know, your software is similar to the other, the other competitor software. But you know what? You guys are, are, are talking more and you're more in my face and you're doing things a little bit differently. So I'd, I'd rather go with you guys and see if you can help us innovate too. That makes so much sense. Um, usually at that point, the uh, you know if I'm if I'm being uh, if I'm taking the uh, uh, being devil's advocate here, I would say you know what can I talk about? You know what what can we actually say on Instagram stories, Instagram posts, and LinkedIn every single day? Our industry isn't that exciting, you know, and and our our particular our particular niche isn't that broad. So what's the way around that? I mean, I know you you mentioned to me offline that. You know, you guys, your content, you, you, you talk about related 
things related to event marketing, right? Not necessarily event marketing itself and only that, but things like, again, marketing, project management, leadership, these kind of supporting topics that are needed for a good, uh, you know, event planning and, and, and uh, event hosting. So what would you recommend to, you know, a, a company that just thinks it's running out of content to think to talk about? Yeah, I think that really, if you go and talk to customers, I always come up with new ideas of what things that they need. Um, so I, I, what, what I say is that every time that you, you think that you're running out of content, you're running out of ideas, just try to talk to your customers, your current customers or new prospects and learn from them. Um, that can be like one-to-one -one sessions. You can call them directly and ask questions if you are going to meet with them or if you have going to have a meetup or something that you're hosting. Just keep asking questions and throwing new ideas and doing new partnerships. And they're going to find new content to talk about. Um, we have like uh, we have close to 1,000 blog posts on our blog right now, and there is still a lot of things that we have to talk about and things that are new to our industry. And sometimes it's just not limiting yourself to technology or how to run events, but talking about other things like talking about ethical problems at events and and talking about how to manage people and talking about how. Um, new laws are impacting people traveling from country to country to visit an event. So there are a lot of things that are not directly related to events, uh, but in the end, they are effective of how people are interested in your company and which decision they're going to take based on those political or economical or even outside decisions that come to your to my mind. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's great advice. Talking to customers and getting them to give you ideas. You know, your customer is an endless, uh, a bottomless barrel of ideas. That's how I'd like to put it. Um, are we ready for the quick fire round, Pedro? Yeah. We are. Okay, that's good. So first question of the quick fire round is, what's your favorite social network right now and why? So I like LinkedIn a lot. Uh, it's very clear uh, the ability for me to connect and push messages to people. It's something that works for me well and i'm able to connect with people very quickly also on their on their chat so it's such a network that for me looks professional and we can engage with people directly there and talk about business um so that's really nice okay cool and uh whose content are you consuming the most right now so that could be a book podcast instagram person influencer whoever it may be yeah so i, I read a lot of content from uh this company called sasta it's a blog oh, yeah. post in um here in, in California, and uh, they talk about uh, how to build scalable businesses and how which strategy should you use. So that's really nice. And I'm also an avid follower of a tech company. So uh, their blogs are right about uh, like Daring Fireball. They talk about Apple technology and also Microsoft. So I like to get the insights of how what people are thinking. Also, how these companies are creating these amazing content, these products, and what's their strategy be behind them. Yeah. Cool. And finally, what is your one and only tip for content marketers today? And be very specific. Be, find your niche, just as we talk about, like find, you know, like people in Spain that are working with educational purpose or and they have this specific type of customer. Be very specific to them and they're going to engage with them a lot. Perfect. Pedro, thanks so much for coming on the show. How can Thank our listeners Kaya. find you online? Yes, yeah, so find us at inevent.com. Uh, our website uh, it's available 24 7 and if you want to engage with us there are offices in california florida and also sao paulo in brazil 
So we're also expanding to the US, uh, to the Europe with an office in the next uh, 12 months, we believe. And it's also okay. going to be great to connect with customers there. Awesome. Where's the, where is the office going to be in Europe? We're still deciding between going to the Netherlands or Germany at this moment. Okay. Not, not considering London after Brexit? Not at this moment. Maybe if they, <laughs> when, when they set the rules, we're probably going to consider them again. But today we don't yeah. even know what the state's going to be like. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Okay, well, thanks again for coming on. Uh, you've, you've given us some really, really cool insights. Uh, can't wait to have you back on again in a few weeks, hopefully. Thank you. Thank you, Kai. Have a great day. Bye. Guys, thank you for listening to Content and Caffeine. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to share it with your friends and your colleagues. And please remember to rate and review us on iTunes or whichever app you're listening to us on. If you're looking for show notes, head over to wordify.co forward slash podcast. And I'll see you again next week.